Thanks for tuning in to this episode of UMBC's Miked Up Podcast. My name is Denise Cardona from the Office of Professional Programs here at UMBC. Today, I am joined by Mershad Devin, a graduate student who is graduating in December of this year in the Entrepreneurship, Innovation, and Leadership Graduate Program. We are going to talk about his experience working on a project for his course, Entrepreneurship, in the United Way of Central Maryland. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Mershad. It's wonderful to have you on UMBC's Miked Up podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. So you had an exciting project that you worked on this past spring semester in a entrepreneur intrapreneurship course at UMBC in the Entrepreneurship, Innovation, and Leadership Graduate Program. Uh, why did you take that course, Mershad? Tell us about that a little bit. Absolutely. So I was actually one of the first courses that I took within the program was with Professor Bokash. It's, this was when I was an undergrad. I was on the accelerated path for the EIL program. And the very first course that I took, I believe it was creative problem solving. And it was with Professor Bokash. And that was a second semester. The, the master's program was sort of partnering with the United Way. So I was you know, immediately sort of drawn into that partnership and also Professor Bogash's teaching style. It's very practical using real world examples. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it, right? My initial project was sort of doing with uh, something around homelessness. I don't quite remember what it was, but um, sort of working to alleviate some issues regarding homelessness, preventing and also helping individuals when they lose their housing. Um, the second semester, I took another course with Professor Progesh, and that was also a partnership with the United Way. And by then, I think I was sort of like, this is it. You know, I'm going to continue <laughs> taking Professor Bogish's class because it's fun, it's practical, and it uses real-life examples. Um, that second course was on uh, sort of how can we help the United Way build an ex- or think through building an accelerate institute for the organization that could highlight some of their processes. And the third semester, which was last semester, I just wanted to follow suit with the previous semesters. And I took another Professor Bogash class, and that class was on entrepreneurship. And yeah, and it was also a partnership with the United Way. So, I want to- so yeah, you, you keep making those different partners. Yeah, the same partnership, yeah. which is fantastic, because then you become more familiar with it. You mentioned something about real world, hands-on type of experience. That is one of the biggest gifts as a graduate student, isn't it? Having that, being able to learn something, but then go apply it in the real world. Yes, yes. It's one thing to learn about the theories. Like, it's great to learn about the theories, but to actually be able to sort of apply that in a real world setting, I think that just helps the students sort of set in place in no other ways. Yeah. Now, the term entrepreneurship is, I think, very familiar to most people, myself included. But what is it about? What is intrapreneurship? What is that all about? And, you know, what did you learn about it? Yeah. So entrepreneurship is essentially very similar to entrepreneurship to, based on my understanding. I think it's essentially doing entrepreneuring within an already set organization rather than starting an entirely innovative new one. Um, Sort of how can you be a champion of bringing innovative change to traditional processes and sort of elevating the work that's already being done um, to address many more problems or sort of even, you know, at the basics, elevate the work that you're doing. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. That's 
Perfect. Thank you for that description, because I do think that a lot of people maybe maybe hear the term, but are not familiar with it. So you explained it nicely. Now, what excited you most about working on an entrepreneurship project with the United Way of Central Maryland? Sure. So I've had in my previous lives, I had some uh, work or experience working in the entrepreneurial setting, but in an unofficial setting. Uh, as an undergrad, I was very involved in the shared governance processes at UMBC. I was um, a student officer within student government for all four years. In the last two um, years of my undergrad um, career, I was serving as a student body president. So I was you know, sort of being an innovator within the frameworks of an already existing ex institution. And I think having to sort of do that at an institution that's not a higher education focused institution, I think that was very exciting to me. And doing that with an organization such as the United Way that's doing such great things to help the people in the greater region, Baltimore, I think, you know, I was immediately in love. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's nothing greater than when you have that kismet moment, they call it, where it's just everything falls into place and it feels so natural, so unforced. I always say when something is unforced, you kind of know you're on the right path. It just feels like yeah, it's effortless. And yes, there may be challenges. So not effortless in that sense, but effortless in terms of it's not one of those things you, you dread doing that you feel out of your totally out of your element. There's just that feeling of connectedness with a project, with an organization, with a field of interest. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think especially this class, I had one of the, you know, most fun time that I ever had in any other class um, just because I was it was fun the whole entire process was fun more I saw it more as sort of like a you know it wasn't necessarily like hard work it was it was a lot of hard work but I didn't view it as that it was something that you know I was really passionate about and I think that also allowed me to sort of be motivated to follow through and sort of you know do everything that was supposed to be done yeah and you know when you work with an organization with with individuals within an organization who value that input. Because I know I, I spoke with Franklin Baker, the CEO and president of the United Way of Central Maryland, and he was so taken by everybody in the class and all of the effort, the passion that was put forth. And he saw real value in everything that people, that all of you were submitting. And he, when somebody feels that way about your work, you just feel like you want to work harder for them, don't you? You want to just, it, it's, it's one of those feelings where there's that connected sense of community and you know that people may be depending on you to be able to come forth with some ideas. And that just, I think that puts the, you know, your foot to the pedal even more and accelerates the process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Franklin and the rest of the United Way folks were also sort of really open to learning with us. And they were sort of like unofficial classmates within that within that class, which I think it was really helpful, you know, sort of working through the semester together and learning together. I think that was beneficial for all the parties involved. Absolutely. Now, Murshad, what considerations or challenges did you run into when thinking through the needs of the United Way of Central Maryland? Absolutely. I think um, for me individually, sort of as someone from the outside of the organization, peering inside of the organization and not, not necessarily having all the institutional knowledge, organizational knowledge. I think sort of getting to that place where I could confidently sort of make decisions and assumptions about the organization was difficult. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges and sort of 
doing in such a short amount of time. I think once we started to get rolling, we had about like two and a half months to get these uh, projects sort of from conception to something uh, deliverable that we could present by the end of the semester. And I think having to do all of that in such a short amount of time was another challenge, a big one. Yeah, I would imagine I'm also in a graduate program at UMBC learning and performance technology. And that seems to be one of the the challenges of most of us as yeah. graduate students is the semester is only you know, so long. If you're in a summer semester, it's 12 weeks or six weeks, depending on what course you're, you know, if you're doing a double summer session one and two, if it's a regular semester, it's, you know, 15 weeks. So that's a lot to do, tall order to put all of these ideas together, learn about the organization, put these ideas together and and create a deliverable. I completely agree. But Man, when you do that, like the the result is so powerful because now you walk away with something something tangible that you awesome. can add to your portfolio. And also it gives you that sense of contribution, like you really added value there. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially with with uh, with the partnership that we had, right? Um, it was sort of we knew that we were doing this to help a lot of people. And I think that was also a great motivator to finish on time and also to put out a really great and valuable deliverable. Now, how did you come up with the ideas for the United for Alice Advocacy Day and for all, also for the interactive donation interface? Those were the main focus areas of your project from what I could see from the the presentation. I watched that. I had the pleasure of watching the presentation and it seemed like there was so much involved in that. How did you come up with these ideas for it? Sure. So the United for Alice Advocacy Day was actually um, sort of stemming from my own experience being involved in the University of System Maryland Student Council. They have an advocacy day for all um, University System Maryland students. I think it's once in a year. It happens in February. And, you know, I was sort of thinking about the ways that we could kind of help the economic advancement division of the United Way sort of be more involved in policy making decision and sort of um, representing the needs of the Alice population in the legislative process. And I think I immediately thought of the the student advocacy day and I said, I thought to myself, why couldn't we have one for Alice and have the United Way sort of be a medium for that. Um, and we thought through it, of course, it was going to be different for for you know the Alice population than it was for for students. So my my group members, my team members, was actually really helpful. Were really helpful in helping me sort of you know think through those processes and how we can adjust what we have to to the United Way and their needs. For the second idea, which was the interactive donation interface, I was a big fan of Choose Your Own Storybooks growing up. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm sure you're you're familiar with them. But Very. I'll, I always try to sort of like find the good endings. I was never satisfied when they like the character, the protagonist, like didn't have a good ending. And I think um, when we started thinking about ways that we could help the marketing and innovation division of the United Way, um, I was thought about there was this how there was this um how might we question that asked how might we sort of display the work of Alice, display the work of the United Way, but at the same time sort of raise awareness and engage donors and voters. And I said. Why not just do a, you know, sort of like a choose your own approach for a donation interface to engage the donors, but also to raise awareness on the issues of the Alice population. And um, that's where the idea for the second initiative sort of came from. 
Oh, I I loved the simulation idea. Before we get to that, I want to just make sure a lot of people listening or viewing this on YouTube may not be familiar with what ALICE actually stands for. Can you just give us a quick description of what the ALICE program is? Absolutely. So the ALICE population um, stands for, the term ALICE stands for Asset Limited Income Constraint Employed. And these are individuals that um, sort of not necessarily qualify for uh, federal or state benefits or whatever those benefits may be um, because they make just enough that they don't qualify for those benefits, but not necessarily enough to be able to finance their daily or weekly or monthly needs, right? And I think they're put in this very uncomfortable situation where they have to sort of um, prioritize what they need to do within a week. And it's, it's, it's a sad thing, really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I know that we worked on a project. Uh, I worked on a video project for this program, the Graduate Program in Entrepreneurship, Innovation and Leadership in the United Way. And we did it on the Alice program. It was pretty in-depth. Um, so if you're listening or viewing this, check out our YouTube channel. There's some really great stories about the Alice program. Um, but going on to the simulation and the whole storytelling, pick your own story, pick your ending. I love that concept. It's, you know, storytelling is such a powerful way to reach people, to connect with people, to... Oh connect to the empathetic side of all of us and to put ourselves in the seats of those who are suffering or challenged by certain life situations. And I think that you did such a great job on that presentation and the presenting your ideas on this simulation aspect, the storytelling aspect for this donation interface. It was really remarkable. Thank you. Now, what analysis steps did you take to come up with what the problem was, maybe root cause, and then those potential solutions. Absolutely. I think um, the class, and especially Professor Bogash, were really helpful to sort of help us illuminate some weak areas of each idea and sort of working through them. Um, I don't quite remember for, for this specific project what those conversations were, but I think one of the biggest challenges that I had was getting the concept right, sort of getting a, a good uh, depiction of what these struggles are and how we could sort of display them in a simulation setting. I think one of the first prototypes that I made was not really a, appropriately sort of, you know, depicting Alice struggles. Um, and I think once I had conversations with, with um, Renee Beck, which was a, the vice president of the marketing and innovation division of the United Way and sort of were able to figure out what these um, scenarios could look like, then I think I was able to put together the final prototype, which was which is close, but not really close to what we're hoping to achieve right now. Um, but it was more appropriately depicting those needs. Yeah, like, it was foundational. It was a foundation of what you are putting forth now. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I loved the whole storytelling and simulation component. And what what exactly was that? We talked a little bit about your idea about, hmm, I really love to have like how, how your story would end. Was there anything else that helped you decide on that idea? Well, attending UMBC honestly really showed me how powerful stories could be. I think this institution really is driven on stories. <laughs> so I had that in the forefront of my mind, but I also wanted to sort of engage donors in the process because it's really 
it's really their financial means that's you know facilitating a lot of the work of the United Way. Their gifts, you know, it's crucial for the for their programs and the the, the individuals that they they help. So I sort of wanted them to sort of see firsthand um, how their financial contributions, how their gifts are sort of affecting a lot of people in the greater Central Maryland region. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know people listening or viewing this might be like, well, what are they talking about? What is this simulation? Well, I don't understand. I can't visualize what that means. Can you give us a little visual snapshot, uh, a verbal snapshot, I should say, of what a what one of those actually looked like? Sure. I'll try my hardest. Uh, okay. The concept would sort of look like you you are introducing an issue um, that, let's say, an Alice individual or Alice family is having within the central Maryland region. Um, you see the problem, you see the cause, and you see the fact that they're really, there's not some a lot that they could do to solve it at that point. Then you get this pop-up screen on the video that asks whether you like to donate or not. And then if you go ahead and make that donation, then um, you unlock the following scenario, which shows how the United Way sort of interjects and comes in and um, helps this individual sort of live or achieve whatever it was that they wanted to achieve that we're having problems with. Mm. That was so powerful. I actually got chills with you just talking about that because when I was watching it, I thought, my gosh, this right here is a wonderful roadmap or model for a lot of nonprofit organizations who struggle with getting the funding, the donations in place. And it's a wonderful way to present a choice for people. And a lot of times that's really what it, 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 that is always what it comes down to is a choice. Do I donate? Do I not? And what is that deciding factor? And the storytelling component, the simulation component, the follow-up after somebody donates to see what actually happens with those donation dollars is a very powerful accelerator motivator for a lot of us who donate. So yeah, kudos to you on that idea. It was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Now what parts of the ideas, what parts of your ideas are the United Way considering implementing? So I think we're still working through to figure out what is feasible and what is not. There's a lot of similar technology out there mm -hmm. doing similar things. Um, you know, interactive videos and how they look like, but I haven't been able to find anything similar to this yet. Now that could mean that it's possible, but no one's done it before, or it's not possible. And I think we're sort of figuring out what that looks like right now. We're having conversations and sort of um, getting some people to talk and think through it with us. Um, but I think once we have a good understanding of what is possible, then I think we sort of can figure out what's the best part of it that would you know be helpful to both the organization and to the individuals that we're serving. Mm. Now, as I understand it, the United Way of Central Maryland hired you as a consultant to help implement some of these ideas. What are you doing now with them to help <laughs> launch these ideas into reality? I think that's just so exciting that this Absolutely. all came from a course you took. <laughs> that's a great question. I'm still learning as I'm going. I haven't done anything remotely similar to this before. So it's it's been both nerve-wracking and exciting at the same time. Um, right now, I'm putting together a request for proposal document um, to sort of bring the ideas into one document and send it out to a list of possible candidates that could help us bring this to life. And within the last week, I started working on storyboarding some concepts 
or what these simulations could look like, what these videos could look like. Hmm. And one of my last questions is, how did working on this entire semester project prepare you for your future and the role that you were in today? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually hoping to go off to um, medical school soon. I'm, I'm in an application process for medical school. And I think one of the biggest reasons why I took this this master's program was so I can equip myself with the tools necessary to be a physician that at least tries to make some change in the world and in, in the future, right? And I think having had this experience, I've had sort of some glimpse into how I could do that within an organization, especially. Um, but I think as I continue learning within this program, then I'll be able to have other broader experience and knowledge and tools as to how I could do that within my own career as a physician. I've interviewed many people in UMBC programs, especially the entrepreneurship program, and all different walks of life, all different paths and avenues that people are taking. And I have to say the medical world is a different one that I've seen. And it's so important to point out that no matter what field we're talking about out there in the world, there is an entrepreneurial spirit behind the actions that we have to take as those professionals. And wow, that's really, it was just, it's really exciting and interesting to listen to your pathway and your future goals when it comes to the things you're learning in this program. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's applicable everywhere. Like you said, it's, you can always innovate new solutions to every traditional process. Everyone, everyone could do it. <laughs> Murshad, this has been a really great conversation. I'm so grateful for your time and really grateful to hear your story and that you were willing to share it with us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of UMBC's A Mic'd Up podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the United Way of Central Maryland, visit them at uwcm.org. And if you'd like to learn more about UMBC's graduate program in entrepreneurship, innovation, and leadership, visit eil.umbc.edu.